You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. To find out how the gospel assures us of a glorious future in Christ, listen to this message by Pastor Ariel Marquette. We are concluding our series on uh, timeless. And how many of you are learning something about the gospel? Okay. Any, anybody here learning about the gospel? Anyway, talk about the gospel. The gospel means what? Good news. Everybody say good news. I'd rather hear good news than bad news, right? And you know, when you talk about good news, di ba? Pagka good news, di ba? I just can't get enough. Parang kantay na, I just can't get enough. And you, you know, when you talk about the gospel, the gospel has its own application in the past, the present, and the future. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about uh, tonight. The gospel in the future. But just as a quick recap or a quick review, Remember two weeks ago, I uh, asked for a show of hands, basically talking about salvation. How many of you are grateful about your salvation in Christ? Can you please raise your hand. How many of you are glad about that? Thankful. Praise God. Now, let me ask you this question once again, okay? Just to seal the deal. Just to be sure, just, just to be sure that you know exactly how it is for a person to be saved. Now, how, how are you saved? Are you, if, you, if you are saved by doing good works, okay, can you please raise your hand? If you think you're saved by doing good works, please raise your hand. Uy, wala na. Praise God. Hallelujah. Very good class. Now, how many of you think you are saved just by putting your complete faith and trust in the finished work of Christ on the cross? Please raise your hand. Wow. Okay. Alright. You may put your hand. Now, how many of you think that you are saved by your faith in Christ and by doing good works because according to James, faith without works is dead. Anybody here thinks that we get saved by faith and a combination of good works? Alright, I hope that you know, we, we get things, you know, we get it uh, clarified after our preaching uh, this evening. And, uh, you know, I, I want you to leave this place with the confidence that you are saved. You know, you, you, you actually can be sure about your eternal destination, right? It, it is not proud in saying, you know, I am saved, you know, I'm going to heaven. How many of you are going to heaven? It's not, you know, it's not being boastful that you say, you know, I, I know, I'm sure. It's the promise of God and that's exactly uh, what we're standing on. So, uh, we're going to do a quick review in a while, but I want us all to uh, open up our Bibles to Colossians chapter 1, and I want to invite you all to stand up with me as we conclude our series on timeless. Okay, Colossians chapter 1, verse 21 to 27, and uh, we're going to be reading about seven verses uh, this evening. Verse 21, it says, Once you were alienated from God, and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you what? Holy. Everybody say holy. Holy in His sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, not move from the hope. How many of you know that we have a hope in the gospel? And so the Apostle Paul was writing, we can't be moved in our hope in the gospel. Okay? Held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard 
and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Now I rejoice in what was suffered for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions. For the sake of His body, which is the church, I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the Word of God in its fullness. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations. And, you know, when you talk about this mystery, this has been the mystery that the people of God in the Old Testament uh, were longing to hear and see. But is now disclosed to whom? To the saints. How many saints do we have in this place? Can you please raise your hand? You don't have to die before you become a saint, by the way. You know, the Apostle Paul is writing his letters to the saints. So tell the person beside you, you are a saint. Tawagin mo siya by the first name. Saint Ariel, Saint Edre, Saint Francis. Bagay ba? Sarap pa na para. Uy, I'm a saint, di ba? Kami-sami-sami tumatawag sa santo, di ba? Okay? But it's now disclosed to the saints. Now, this is the mystery that we have right now. It's being disclosed to us right now as His saints. Okay? And what is that mystery? To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, of which we're part of, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is what? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let's bow our eyes and pray. Father, thank you so much for this evening. We thank you, Lord, for the mystery that was kept hidden for ages, but yet is being disclosed to all of us who used to be aliens to the covenant. But Lord, we are now part of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. And so we thank you for eternal life. We thank you, Lord God, for our salvation. And Lord, even tonight, I ask, Lord God, Lord God, that you would give everyone a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you better and to appreciate the fact that we have been saved, justified, and are being sanctified, and one day will be glorified. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say, Amen. You may all be seated. Okay, give the Lord a hand. And I believe that there's always cause for a celebration, not only because it's, you know, it's Easter Sunday, but, you know, yeah, we, we remember once a year this time when Jesus Christ rose from the dead. But that's exactly what we're celebrating every time we gather here in our worship service, the fact that Jesus Christ was born, He died, He was buried, and He resurrected from the grave. Now, this is our final installment. It's been a three-week journey. And for those of you who are just joining us for the first time tonight, uh, don't worry because I'm going to be giving you a quick run-through of what, what we've discussed uh, so far. First week, we talked about justification. Everybody say justification. Last week, Pastor Carlo talked about sanctification. Everybody say sanctification. Okay? Now, justification is a one-time event. Okay? Why do we need to be justified? Justification means justified never sin, or justified always obey. How many of you can claim that? No one can claim okay, that we've always obeyed the law, right? We were, uh, we were sinners. We, we were deep in our depravity. And the Bible says, for the wages of sin is what? Death. Because of our sins, we're doomed to die. But because Jesus Christ came to the rescue, He died on the cross, and basically what He did was, He offered His sacrifice, and He replaced His death so that we can have life and our supposed to be penalty to die on Him. 
So that is justification. Justified never sin, di ba? So it's a one-time event. Now, when you talk about salvation or sanctification, it's a continuous process. How many of you are being processed by the Lord right now? You're not yet perfect. Anybody here is perfect? Look at the person beside you. Mukha naman perfect. The only time when you will be perfect is when you die. How many of you would like to be perfect tonight? <laughs> so we're still in process. We're still being sanctified. We're still being changed by God. We're work in progress. God's doing something about our attitude, of our, of our hearts, our minds, our will, our emotion. How many of you sometimes would actually agree that sometimes your emotions are not right? Sometimes you get angry, you get worried, you get anxious about things, you get fearful about the future. And so, uh, let's address in the area of sanctification. Justification is all about salvation. We get saved. How many of you are grateful that you're not going to hell anymore? We're saved by grace. Okay. Now, sanctification is about transformation. Everything is transformation. So it's about transformation or being changed from glory to glory, to be conformed into the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, justification is faith in Christ alone without good works. So what is our participation in justification? Nothing. Actually, there's one thing, sin. Okay? That's your participation. Okay? You, you participated by sinning before the Lord. Okay? Uh, all of us, we're sinners before Christ. None of us have been righteous, not even one. Okay? So by faith in Christ, in His, uh, in His finished work, without good works. Now when you talk about sanctification, this is the time that the believers do good works. Right? We do good works not to be saved, but we do good works as what? As evidence. Everybody say evidence of our faith in Christ. You know, if you've seen uh, maybe a movie or if, you, if, you, if you've gone to a court and they're presenting a case before the judge, what is needed to support the case? Evidence, right? Judge, I present to you Exhibit A. Parang ganon, di ba? So there's evidence of uh, or proof of, of, of that trial. In the same way, if you're a Christian, there should be an evidence of your salvation. People ought to see you change. Come on now, look at the person beside you. Or are we secret agent Christians? Tayo lang yata may alam ng Kristiyano tayo. Kamangini, baka malaman ni boss. Baka malaman ng office mate. Ako lang may alam, Lord, kahit dalawa lang. Boss tayo, di ba? You know, people ought to see our salvation. People ought to see our changed life. People ought to see the fruit that you are indeed justified in sin. Diba? That is an evidence of our salvation. When you talk about justification, it is Christ who worked in us. It is His contribution. He worked it out. Diba? And sanctification, we work it out. The Bible says to work out your salvation, our salvation with fear. And trembling. Okay? So, what does this mean? When Christ worked out in us, He worked out our positional righteousness. When you talk about righteousness, guess what? When God looks at us, we are perfect in Him. Do you believe that? It's not because we're perfect right now. It's because when God looks at you, He sees Christ in you. 
And Christ Himself is perfect. He covers us. Positional righteousness. We are complete in Christ. But yet, sanctification talks about progressive righteousness. Diba? My question here is this. How many of you have committed a sin after you got saved? Please raise your hand. At least one time. At least many times. Lahat. Diba? Sino sa inyo hindi pa nagkasala? Nagkakasala? Diba? Ngayon, nagkasala na tayo. Diba? <laughs> so, so, all of us. Right? Now, my question is this. After salvation and you sin, do you lose your salvation every time you sin? Very good. What's the answer again? Do you lose your salvation every time you sin? Let me give you an illustration. Okay, let's say, for example, after the service tonight, you see in this, uh, in this group, okay, you saw your former classmate in high school who bullied you. Tapos sabi mo, galit ka, galit ka sa kanya. Pero, Lord, ba't labo mo naman? Ba't mo naman binuhay na ginto? If there's somebody I want to go to hell, it's this guy. Parang ganun, di ba? Pinagpe-pray mong ganun. And you hated this guy so much. There's so much hatred in your heart. You walked out the door, you tripped in the escalator, and you fell from the fourth floor. Splat down, dead. My question is this. With hatred in your heart, will you go to heaven? Or will you go to hell? How many of you say that you will go to heaven? How many of you say you will go to hell because the Bible says the wages of sin is death and there's one sin that you did and that's bitterness and hatred in your heart. You don't go to hell anymore. You are going to heaven because of the positional righteousness in Christ. Amen. Our salvation is secure in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand for that. It does not change. Our righteousness in the Lord is positional. It's been there. The moment you've been justified, you are perfect in the eyes of God. And yet, every single day, we are progressive in our righteousness. Yes, we make mistakes, but we work it out. We grow in discipleship. We grow in our knowledge with Him. Positional forgiveness. Guess what? There's already been a provision for your sins. Past, present, and future. But the question is, do we still sin every day? Maybe sometimes, yes. Okay. What do we do? It's a progressive forgiveness. We have to go back to God and say, He who is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, purify us from all unrighteousness the moment you confess your sins to Him. Positional blessings. Diba? We have been blessed by God. How many of you are blessed with every spiritual blessings in Christ? Please raise your hand. Diba? It's a positional blessing. Now, it's also a progressive blessing under sanctification because how many of you still have needs? How many of you still pray for needs for your tuition fee or maybe Miralco bill or rent or whatever? How many of you still have needs? Why is that? Because we need to avail of the blessings in Christ. Can you imagine this for a moment? What if somebody deposited $100 million in your account? Today. How many of you will consider yourself rich? Pasyempre. $100 million. Diba? But is it possible for you to have $100 million in the bank and live like a pauper and eat to you every day? It's possible. If you don't get to withdraw the account. And then my account, hindi mo namang wini-withdraw. You're not availing of the blessing. At least mag-withdraw ka ng kote, pambili mo ng pork and beans. Hindi ba? 
That's why we need to avail of that. We need healing every day. We can avail of the healing from God. We need, we, uh, you know, because the Bible says, by His stripes we are healed if we need any, any provision. And my God will supply all my needs according to His glorious riches in Christ. And so, we, we have to avail of the blessings from the Lord. And so that's basically the distinction between justification and sanctification. Now, just a quick recap, okay? This is where we are. When, when God created man in the Garden of Eden, okay, it was a perfect state. Okay, look at the heart. White. Pure. Okay? Man did not sin yet. Okay, it was possible not to sin. There was a complete fellowship between Adam and Eve and God Himself. Okay? So, you know, the, the creation at that time was perfect. And yet, in Genesis chapter 3, what happened? Adam and Eve disobeyed God. God said, don't eat of the tree. Uh, the tree. Don't eat of the fruit, okay? Have you ever wondered what that fruit is? You know, the thesis of Pastor Shani is, Aratinis daw yon, okay? Feeling ko actually, ano yun, makopa. Hindi, actually, baka durian, okay? Anyway, so, it actually opened their eyes to knowing between good and evil, and this started the distortion of the heart of man. And sin entered mankind. And mankind and the creation actually fell with man. And all these things happened, uh, you know, all the earthquakes and the tsunami, it's actually born out of the effects of sin of man. But the good news is this. Jesus came down. He offered himself to die on the cross for our, uh, for our sins. And this is where we see justification. Right? And this is just a review to give us a better glimpse of the graph. Okay? Justification, when you put your trust in the Lord, it's a finished work. After justification is sanctification. We are a work in progress. Justification is a one-time event. Sanctification is a progressive work. Um, Charles Spurgeon said, if He gives you the grace to make you believe, he will also give you the grace to live a holy life afterward. Diba? And so, the ability for us to live a holy life is possible. The Bible says, He gives us the grace to say no to ungodliness. You know, I've been married for 23 years. And um, by the grace of God, I haven't been unfaithful to my wife. I have one wife. I've remained faithful to her. And I have not committed any infidelity or, adul- or, or adultery uh, against her. My question uh, this evening is this. Can I sin against her? Is it possible for me to sin against her? Yes, if I choose to. But by the grace of God, I don't want to. Why? Because I love her. You know, I love her so much that I don't want to hurt her. In the same way, my question is, how many of you love God? Diba? But how many of you would sometimes uh, think that we can sin against God? Diba? But what should be the motivation for us to sin against God? It ought to be love. You know, because we love God so much, we don't want to hurt His heart anymore. Because, you know, if the attitude is, eh, si Lord naman, mabalit eh. So Lord, I pray today because you please forgive me for the sins I'll do again tomorrow. 
again and again. You know, is that is that a valid prayer? You know, if if that is our attitude, I have doubts about the salvation of that person. Because the Bible says, he who is born of God will not continue to sin. There is an, you know, there is actually a desire inside of us to please God every single day, though we stumble, though we fall, though we get tempted, but it was not deliberate, yet we can always come back to God and restore our fellowship back with Him. Amen. And that ought to be our attitude. A life lived holy before the Lord. Yet though you fall and stumble, the Bible says, a righteous man falls seven times, but he rises again. Because God completely restores us. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, still talking about sanctification, it says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will what? Carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Diba? You know, God will complete us. Tell the person beside you, okay, sinasabi lang ito, huwag kang mag-alala, okay? God's not done with you yet. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, hindi pa tapos si Lord sa'yo. Sige, sabi mo sa katabi mo, hindi pa tapos si Lord sa'yo. Okay, tatapusin ka rin niya. Parang gano'n, di ba? God's going to complete us. He will finish the work that He has started in us. You know, He is faithful that when He He, he gave you eternal life, yes, you may be struggling with, with uh, temptation here or there, but yet God is doing a wonderful work in us, conforming us more and more into the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. You know, maybe a lot of us have different kinds of testimonies. When I got saved, you know, I was uh, somebody who always would spell out curses in my, in my language. It's almost like, parang, I would always say a bad word. I always censor it. And you know, I noticed that when I got saved, that was like the first thing that God dealt with me. Basically, okay? He cleansed my words and gave me a new language and new vocabulary. Okay? So, so you know, God is actually working something inside of us. Maybe you're somebody who's hot-headed. Or somebody is always easily angered. And that's exactly what God has been working on. Hindi ka nagalit, di ba? Patient ka na. Patient ka na with your wife or your you know, children or your husband. Patient ka na with your people, di ba? I want patience right now. Parang ganun. You pray to the Lord, give me patience now. Parang ganun, di ba? And so, you're, you're, you're being changed from glory to glory. And after sanctification comes glorification. Okay? And that is the hope that we have. And so, I basically journey okay, through the process of the gospel, past, present, and future glorification. Basically, when you talk about justification, justification frees us from the penalty of sin. We're no longer, uh, you know, God's not uh, calling us to pay anymore for the penalty of sin. Jesus Christ paid the penalty for sin. Sanctification frees us from the power of of sin. Everybody say power of sin. And glorification frees us from the presence of sin. So pagka, you know, when that glorification uh, time comes, we are no longer capable of sinning. Wala na. It's impossible for us to sin once the glorification stage comes. Amen. And that is the future hope of believers. Can you imagine the time wherein you will not be tempted anymore? Hindi ka na nagagalit. 
Hindi ka na nagla-lust. You know, you're no longer thinking about evil thoughts. You're no longer tempted with anything. It's because the sin has been taken out of our process already. Now, when you talk about glorification, glorification is the final stage in our salvation journey. It is the perfection. Everybody say perfection. Perfection of the believers. Specifically, the glorification arrives with the second coming of Christ accompanied with the resur- by the resurrection by the believers. Its duration is eternal. So this is another act of God or a work of God. If justification is a work of God, okay, one-time event, sanctification is a process. And glorification, again, is a one-time event. When Jesus Christ appears, guess what? All of us who are still alive will change in our bodies and we will have glorified bodies. Can you imagine your body? Glorified. We're going to talk about that in a while. Okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Look at the person beside you. Kamukha na ba ni Jesus? Konti pa, di ba? Konti kamukha pa, di ba? Imagine me, with me for a moment. When Moses went to Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments, what happened to Moses' face? It was radiant. Para sobrang, hindi ah, siya nagluta tayo nun, ha? Imagine well, wow, puti, di ba? Linaw, ang, ang ines, di ba? It was it's like that LED light, it's so bright. You cannot look at it straight. They had to put a veil on the face of Moses. And that is just a foretaste of what will happen when the glorification comes. Basically, when you talk about glorification, we're talking about three things. Glorification of the church. Everybody say the church. Glorification of creation. Everybody say creation. And glorification of your physical bodies. Everybody say bodies. Okay, so when you talk about glorification of the church, who is the church? We are the church, the believers, di ba? It's not talking about Kiapo Church or Baklaran Church or Victory Alabang Church or Fort Church, di ba? It's us, the people of God, the called out ones. In, uh, you know, it's called Ecclesia in the Greek, di ba? Or Iglesia, di ba? We are the church. It's a living organism, di ba? And when you talk about the church... The perfection, the ultimate sanctification or the moral perfection comes at that time when the glorification appears. In which the believer will be made glorious, holy, and blameless. Wow, can you imagine? Perfect ka na. Perfect ka na. Nothing wrong with you anymore. No more sin. No more capacity to sin. And we talk about the church, guess what also? Victory is only one church who's a part of the body of Christ. We are not the best church. We are not the church. We are a part of a bigger universal church. And when this time happens, you know, there's going to be total unity between the churches. And we ought to practice that already. We need to rejoice that the church is being blessed. We need to, you know, actually we're rejoicing, you know, CCF is building a big auditorium along a C5, I think it can set about uh, 10,000 people in an auditorium. Okay? And, um, you know, because, of our, because we believe in unity so much, Victory was one of the first churches who actually donated for their building project. 
And we actually gave a seven-digit tier. How many of you know that God is blessed? Every time the churches unite. Amen. Praise God. Because it's not about competition. It's not about us. It's not about we're better than this church or we're better than you. It's not about that. It just so happened that this is our calling and it's a unique call. And somebody's reaching out to the poor, somebody's reaching out to the prisoners, somebody's reaching out to uh, you know um, um, students, and we're actually reaching out to the campuses. Okay, so that's our unique call. And you know, when that time comes, it's a unification of the body of Christ. It's a glorious thing. Okay, Ephesians chapter five, verse twenty-six: to make her holy, the church, cleansing her by the washing with water through what. Through the Word. How are we transformed in our minds? Through the Word of God. Let me encourage you. How many of you have your own Bibles? Can you please raise your hand. If you don't have a Bible, buy the most expensive Bible you can afford. You know why? Because chances are, if you bought it, you'll read it. You know, when I was in uh, second year college, you know, I, with my allowance, I actually bought uh, an NIV study Bible. Okay? And it was too much for me at that time. But because, I, I, I don't know, my first Bible was a Thompson Chain reference Bible. It was too expensive for me at that time. You know, after paying it, I realized I need to use it. And guess what? I just devoured that thing. And when you buy a Bible, don't buy a tiny font Bible. When you read it, it's Buy a big Bible, you know, a big giant print Bible. It, will, it can help you. Why is that? Because every day we acquire dirt. We need to wash. What, what do you do when you get dirty? You take a bath, right? How many of you take a bath? Make sure that you're sitting with somebody who took a bath, okay? Diba? We take a bath. When you get dirty, you take a bath. Diba? We wash our minds, and our minds sometimes get dirty. With what? With the things of the world. With worry. With the, the things you put in your mind. With what you read. Diba? With what you watch, with the movies you watch, with the TV series that you watch, the Walking Dead series. Yeah, sometimes it's stuck in your mind, you know, zombie. You need to renew your mind. And the, the, the Word helps us renew our mind every single day. Anyway, let's move on. I think you get the point. The glorification of creation. Not only will the church be glorified, but all the things around us will be glorified as well. Creation itself participates in this aspect of glorification. In fact, in Romans chapter 8, verse 19 to 22, it says, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. And who is that? We are the sons and the daughters of God. Amen? They're expecting the moment that we get glorified. Guess what? You mark creation. They're also expecting to be glorified. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. You know, and there are different advocacies that we hear around, right? There are some NGOs that are 
you know, ad- uh, advocating, you know, save the whales, or maybe save the beaches, or save, um, you know, save the trees, or save the mangroves, or whatever, diba? And there are different advocacies, or save river, ri- Pasig River, diba? Piso para sa Pasig, how many of you joined that, diba? Pero madumi pa rin yung Pasig, diba? Because no matter how sincere we are as a people in cleaning up our, our environment, guess what? Our environment is like that because of the effect of sin. And it will only be perfect when the glorification day comes. Think of the best beaches in the world. Think of the most beautiful vacation spot that you can ever think of. Okay? That is nothing compared to the glorification time when the Lord Jesus Christ appears. Amen? And that is the perfect state of man after that. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4. It says, He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or pain or crying for the old order of things has passed away. Basically, we're going to have a new heaven and a new earth. And lastly, okay, the, the third aspect of glorification is glorification of the believer's body. So how many of you exercise regularly? Please raise your hand. You gym or run or bike or swim or walk or... Or imagine, di ba? I'm just imagining. It's my exercise for the brain, di ba? So we exercise, di ba? And why do we exercise? So that we can have long life, di ba? So that we can have better bodies. But because of the effect of sin, guess what? We will always grow old. Di ba? How many of you look older, you know, uh, now than you are than you were ten years ago? You notice you have wrinkles. Diba? You notice parang, you know, your, your, your hair color is changing. Dati, all black ngayon. Pepper, na, garlic, what is salt and pepper. Diba, iba-iba na, meron ka ng puti, may, may, ano, diba, iba-ibang kulay. At least may buhok, diba? But guess what? When our glorification comes, our bodies will participate in glorification. Okay? You will no longer get sick. Can you imagine? Imagine with me, you're not sick. When you wake up in the morning as a 40-year-old, parang hindi masakit yung likod mo. Diba? You're no longer gonna have uric acid, praise God. Diba? You're not gonna have diabetes or, you know, headaches. You know, that's gonna glorify the glorifying body. The glorification body. The body participates in glorification, which is the believer's deliverance and liberty. As a result, the glorified body is what? Immortal, imperishable, powerful, and spiritual. Okay, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, it says, But our citizenship is in heaven. We are like passing through here on this earth. And we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables Him to bring everything under His control will transform our what? Our lowly bodies so that they will be like His glorious body. You know, when Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead, He was the first fruit of the resurrection. Because He resurrected, guess what? That's our hope as well. You know, He is the first fruit. One day, our bodies will resurrect as well. And when our bodies resurrect, it will never die. It will never taste dead. Mas kinakumayin ka na araw-araw ng sisig, it will not affect you. Praise God. Come on now. You will not have a high blood pressure. Mas kinagano karaming chicharong bulaklak kainin mo. 
Wow! Diba? Sarap na katawa nun, diba? And when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're not, you don't look like you're 15, you look like you're in your 20s. Tapos naka six-pack up sa baba. Anyway, so, you know, when the Lord Jesus Christ one time after the resurrection, He just appeared before His apostles. You know, boom! He was just there in the room. He has the ability to transport himself from one place to the next. One time, the apostles were in a room. They were locked in. And guess what? Jesus just walked through the wall. Good evening, everyone. Yeah. They were afraid. They thought it was a ghost. But that is the resurrected, glorious body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And one day, we're going to have the same body. Wow, come on now. Ability to walk through walls. Of course, we're not doing this to trip lang. It has a purpose. It has a purpose. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 43. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown in natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. When you talk about sowing, it means that it died. It was sown to the ground. And yet, it will be raised up because of the glorious resurrection. If there is a natural body, then there is also a spiritual body. Now, how many of you are excited to see the glorification of the world? Amen. Of our bodies, of creation, of the church. But the question is, when will all this happen? Agal naman, Lord. perfect na ako. I don't want to be this. You know, even the Apostle Paul, you know, I, you know there's thorn in the flesh, you know. He, his attitude is to live his Christ, to die his gain. You know, he's looking forward to the next life. Yes, he's needed here, but at the same time, if he goes, he's ready. Our attitude ought to be like the Apostle Paul. And what do we need to do as we respond while waiting for that glorious coming? To those who are suffering, maybe some of us are going through some difficult times right now. You know, this is an encouragement of the Apostle Paul. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says, For our light and momentary troubles. Yeah, the Apostle Paul was in prison when he was writing this. And he was writing, prison, light, momentary troubles. He was shipwrecked. He was beaten. He had the 39 uh, lashes flat minus 1. He was uh, left out in the cold. He was persecuted. He was left for dead. And yet, he was writing about his suffering for Christ. And he was talking and describing about that. And he's saying, light and momentary troubles. These are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. What's the motivation? So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You know, when um, the wife of Pastor Robert Hearn, our senior pastor in Victory Pioneer, passed away, she died of cancer. And she, she suffered a bit uh, due to that sickness. About three years ago when, when that happened. And she was the one who designed this center that we had. In fact, this was her last project before, he passed away, before she passed away. She's an architect. She worked with uh, us in the Every Nation building. And as she was going through this difficult time, coping up with cancer, she has a different attitude towards the eternal life. And as she was writing her final tweet before he passed away, she said, you know, 
I had a lot. I have a lot of questions in my mind. So many questions to be answered. And yet, one thing that she desired is that she will honor the Lord even at the point of her death. What a hope! If you are a believer, you will not be afraid of dying. Any amen? Praise God! And that is the hope that we have. You know, it's found in Christ. You know, Christ in us, the hope of glory. So, those of us who are suffering, take heart. These are light and momentary troubles. After this comes glorification. Now, what about those who are on the other side of the fence? Those who seem to have no problems. Those who seem to have no troubles. To those who are well off in this life, there's also a warning. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to what? To put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. You may look at yourself, maybe look at your life and say, I have everything, I'm satisfied, I'm cool, okay? But don't hang on to your wealth too much. That is not supposed to be the source of our security. Our hope ought to be in Christ alone. Amen? And as we go through this life, remember this. We are just passing through this, this life because this is not our final destiny. There is a better life after this. The glorification of our bodies, the glorification when Jesus Christ comes and He appears. As I come to a close, Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 to 4 says, Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And this is the Apostle Paul reminding his, his believers, the people going to the different churches. He was talking about setting our minds. Don't hang on too much on this world. This world that we live in is temporary. You know, these things will pass. But the greater things are up ahead. Those things that you do not see. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. And that is our future hope. No matter what you're going through right now, you may be going through suffering, you may be going through pain, guess what? Those are just short and momentary troubles until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ final point is this, the assurance of the gospel gives us hope. And that is the good news. That Jesus Christ gave it all. He did not withhold anything anymore. Kumbaga sa Tagalog, pati patot panapla, binigay niya na sa atin. Nothing more hidden, nothing withheld. He's given His life for us so that you and I can live. Amen. And tonight, as we end this service, we're going to be celebrating it. We hope you were inspired and changed by that message. To find out how to live the gospel and apply it to your day-to-day life, we encourage you to join a victory group today. Simply fill up a form at the concierge or in our website at www.victoryalabang.org. Thank you and stay connected.